Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 12th of May. Australia is coming back. In the face of a once-in-a-century pandemic, the Australian spirit has shone through. That's the Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg there handing down the budget overnight. The largest ever deficit has been recorded by the Federal Government off the back of the COVID pandemic, expected to reach $161 billion. Among the big winners are low- and middle-income earners with a tax cut, while first home buyers and apprentices and trainees are also set to benefit. Money will be spent on women's safety, with $3.4 billion going towards reducing the gender pay gap and protecting women from domestic violence. The Treasurer has committed $17.7 billion to the aged care sector, including 80,000 new home care packages. But Lauren Hutchins from the Health Services Union says the money just doesn't go far enough. But when you break it down, it's not even half of what the Aged Care Royal Commission had put forward as, um, you know, fully costed recommendations. Their recommendations would cost $10 billion each year to be fully implemented and uh, we are disappointed. The tourism industry is among the big losers. The budget forecast our international borders will stay shut until at least mid-next year. And while the government has promised $1.2 billion to support the struggling tourism industries, Tourism and Transport Forum Chief Executive Margie Osman says more support is desperately needed. We don't have enough people to deliver on the domestic tourism boom at the moment. We need skilled immigration. We've got a whole range of businesses that are internationally exposed that are going to send up the white flag and close in the next six months. So when the international tourists do come back, I don't know who's going to look after them. Also making news this morning, Victorian health authorities are scrambling to identify anyone who may have been exposed to a Melbourne man who was tested positive to COVID. Urgent contact tracing is underway in two states after the man tested positive four days after completing hotel quarantine in South Australia after returning from India. Health authorities are now investigating whether the man contracted COVID from hotel quarantine. But some experts are now concerned we're seeing an increase in false negative tests because of mutant strains of the virus. Here is epidemiologist Professor Mary Louise McClaws on 10. But particularly for rapid PCR testing, um, that these variants uh, may provide a false Uh, negative, which is worse than a false positive, uh, because it gives the incorrect signal that you're safe to go. And the Queen has carried out her first official public engagement overnight after the death of her husband, Prince Philip, last month. Her Majesty has officially opened the new session of the UK Parliament with Prince Charles and Camilla by her side. The COVID pandemic dominating the 95-year-old speech. My government's priority is to deliver a national recovery from the pandemic that makes the United Kingdom stronger, healthier and more prosperous than before. Check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in South Australia and investigations are underway after a 13-year-old boy was killed in a horror garbage truck accident. It's believed the teenager was sleeping in the industrial bin with two others when it was emptied. The other boys, aged 11 and 12, managed to escape. Our reporter, Sean Maynard, has more from Adelaide. 
Yeah, that's right, Tash. Residents in the usually sleepy town of Port Lincoln are struggling to get their heads around this tragic death of 13-year-old Spencer Benbolt, which took place not far from a McDonald's early yesterday morning. Friends have paid tribute to the boy. He was a bright kid and he did everything funny. He asked to stay with us for a couple of days and we let him like have a sleepover. Uh, police have told us none of the boys involved in the incident were homeless. The boy who died wasn't in state care. Uh, youth workers believe he was sleeping out for a number of reasons and he'd run off from home a number of times but he did belong to a big loving family we're hearing who've been grieving his loss. It's also been confirmed the driver of the truck wasn't aware the boys were in the bin when it was lifted for collection but was taken to hospital suffering from shock. To New South Wales and a senior government minister is backing calls for a new inquiry into the 1979 Luna Park ghost train fire, which killed seven people, including six children. The call follows three new witnesses coming forward after an ABC investigation that exposed allegations the deadly fire was deliberately lit and then covered up. Our reporter, Siobhan Caulfield, has more from Sydney. That's right, Tash. This call comes after the Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, recently confirmed the government was considering reopening the investigation. And now her colleague, Matt Keane, says he's approaching everyone in Parliament, encouraging them to back the new investigation. He says we can't leave the case unsolved. This investigation needs to occur. There needs to be a special commission of inquiry so that we can ensure that our institutions have integrity and justice is seen to have been done. And to WA, and an underground escape tunnel has been found at a detention centre east of Perth. The local shire claims it's been told the tunnel is about two metres long and a detainee has now been moved to another holding cell. Our reporter Adam Hemmings has the details from Perth. Tash, the Australian Border Force has confirmed a suspected plot to escape the detention centre has been stopped. Refugee advocates say guards discovered the tunnel being dug from a room which is close to the perimeter of the centre. It's not clear if one person or a group of people are involved, while it's not known what they've been using to dig out the dirt. The ABF released a statement late yesterday describing the tunnel as a partially dug hole. It's confirmed federal police have been called in and all detainees have been accounted for. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. You would have had a big budget party last night. The winners and the losers, what did you think? I did have a budget party, but without any alcohol, alcohol whatsoever, and uh, it was a, a very sobering moment. Look, <laughs> the Treasurer didn't just make it rain last night, Tash. It, it, it actually produced a downpour. It spent huge on aged care, childcare, infrastructure, investment tax breaks, and there was even more more help for home buyers. And I guess a lot of us are thinking, well, where is this money coming from? Why is it splashing cash so much? It did find itself in a $53 billion better off position than what it thought. So that was the first thing. But also we've seen a huge increase in iron ore prices, record prices only last night. And that combine that with a jump in income tax revenue, more of us are finding jobs. And let's not forget a looming federal election. And you begin to understand why this budget was always going to be a crowd pleaser. But having said that, total direct stimulus to the economy since pre-COVID is now sitting at around $350 billion. So it's going to be some time before we see any of those coffee mugs with back in black. And of course, (laughs) the reference that Morrison had that ad campaign with all those cats. Uh, cups that he had to pull, unfortunately. Now, look, directly or indirectly, you're going to be impacted by this budget. 
And some analysis also came out last night by A&P Capital, which I thought was interesting because they tackled basically the asset classes we're looking at. So cash in your bank account, well, you can expect interest rates to stay low for some time. The cash rate will remain likely at that percentage now. Now, medium-term bonds, they're likely to be low as well. The share market, well, it's going to continue to benefit from this spending. There could be a short-term correction they're predicting, and that's not out of the question. Now, as for property, unfortunately, it could be further bad news as far as trying to jump in. There'll be more home buy incentives, as we heard in the budget, and these low rates are staying. So basically, we're going to see house prices continue to rise this year and maybe even next year. But the pace, according to AMP Capital, will likely slow a little bit. Effie, big day in the budget world. Thanks so much. Thanks. <laughs> For sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Canterbury is under fire for dropping Carl Flanagan just hours after he broke down in tears at a press conference. Yes, good morning, Tash. Carl Flanagan, of course, benched against the Dragons. Then he fronted the media yesterday, or the Bulldogs uh, put him up for the media to speak to. Uh, he was talking about the influence of his dad, Shane. Let's have a listen to that. Yeah, he's been a, he's been a major part of my career. Um, yeah, having him at home is pretty special. So quite uh, emotional when talking about the influence of uh, the former Cronulla coach that he's had on uh, his career, of course, moving across from the Roosters to Canterbury this year. Not going to plan at the moment. Now, as you said, hours after that, they've now uh, dropped him for their match this weekend in Magic Round. They've named uh, Brandon Wakeham, uh, who's a Fiji international, as his replacement. So it's a, it's a bit of a bad look, really, when you put someone up for a press conference and then you drop them uh, hours later. Now, the Eels will have a father-son Debutant Jake Arthur, named for his first game on Sunday against the Warriors. He's unable to train, though, with the squad due to COVID rules. He played in the New South Wales Cup over the weekend, so left the biosecure bubble. But he still lives with his father and his coach, Brad, which is a little bizarre. Teammate Clint Gutherson is confident that fitness won't be an issue. I reckon Brad rides him pretty hard, but um, look, as all dads do, but like, it'll be a pretty special moment if, if he thinks it's ready to go. And he replaces uh, suspended teammate Dylan Brown at 5'8". And Brett, to the AFL, the Tribunal has come down very hard on Port Adelaide's Ruckman for a dangerous tackle. Yes, Scott Lysette rubbed out for the next four weeks. They were thinking three, so now the power will weigh up uh, appealing that result at the Tribunal last night. He was referred directly. The incident concussed Crows youngster Ned McHenry. Now, the AFL's advocate urged the Tribunal to pay attention to turning the body to increase the force of his tackle. Uh, Lysette apologised, but he has hinted that the power may appeal. Obviously, I'm very remorseful for what's happened on the weekend. I've got to sit down with the club tonight and then go on, figure out what's to come next. So we'll find out later today whether they will follow through with the last step of uh, appealing that decision. And Brett, overseas now, Manchester City has been uh, crowned champions of England and they got a little help from their bitter rival to win the title. Yeah, City fans cheering for Leicester City uh, this morning. All Leicester City needed to do was beat Manchester United at Old Trafford. They did that for the first time since 1998. That means the points gap now with three games to go is too great for Man United to reel in Man City. So Manchester City crowned Premier League champions this morning. That's their third title in the past four years. Brett, another big day in sport. Thank you. Thanks, Tash. 
And Tom Cruise has handed back his three Golden Globe Awards that he won for roles in Jerry Maguire, Magnolia and Born on the 4th of July in protest against the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Cruise is among a growing list of big-name actors calling out the group for its lack of diversity. While in another major blow for the awards show, it won't be aired by decades-long broadcast partner NBC in 2022. The TV network saying the pause is only temporary, providing concerns are addressed. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch our latest episode and be across all the breaking news and hot topics as they happen in our brand new talk show, Australia Today with Steve Price, by heading to listener.com or downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.